Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. I'm Grace Duffy, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. Today's show is brought to you by Restream, everything you need for your own professional live video podcast, a live video show and podcast right in your browser. So you can find out more about that at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream. And today we are joined by my friend Madeline Scalar, and we're going to dive into Twitter Spaces. You're going to find out how to use spaces to promote your business or expand your Twitter following, where we should be putting our time, money, and attention when it comes to Twitter. And as always, some new features just added, or it's coming soon to the platform. And Grace already mentioned uh, that we had one of our sponsors uh, restream, but also I wanted to talk really quickly about another one who uh, is amazing, and that's what we're using to switch the cameras. We'll talk a little bit more about them later, but it's Ecamm, so you can find out more about going uh, by going to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam make sure you guys go and check them out so if you don't know who madeline scalar is well then you're probably not on twitter she is a serial entrepreneur she's a community builder a tattoo wearing social media evangelist and the leading twitter marketing expert you can find her hosting the hashtag twitter smarter chat on thursdays at 1 p.m eastern time where she brings together hundreds of people in an active discussion around twitter marketing and on twitter spaces on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. So she, of course, is our spaces expert, so we're going to talk about that today. And she also has an awesome podcast called Twitter Smarter. Madeline, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Love what you're doing with this show. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I'm, I'm excited that you're here with us. Uh, we, we've interviewed you before on some other places, but I'm just so glad you're on our show. Um, so, Grace, let's talk about this uh, this section. I know uh, Madeline's got a hard stop, so I want to make sure we have time for questions. So take us away. Absolutely. Well, this week we found out that Twitter Spaces is expanded to anyone with a following of over 600 people. So it's over 600 followers. So starting Monday, anyone with over 600 followers can host their own conversation on Spaces or in Spaces on iOS or on Android. So Madeline, can you give us just uh, some insights into what it's like to be on Spaces? How do you how do you even know you have access to Spaces? Because I didn't know. I had spaces until like I followed a a post from someone that said, oh, you got to press this button. I never would have known that. So let us know how we find out how we find how do we find out about it? Well, first of all, everyone has the ability to go onto spaces. Whereas, you know, if someone you're friends with is hosting a room, you should be able to see that over in the fleet section. So when you're, and this is mobile only for both iOS and Android. So when you're on the home screen and you look at the top where fleets are at, normally you see fleets with a little blue circle around a profile picture to let you know, you know, those are different fleets you can look at. When you see a purple and it kind of glows a little bit, that lets you know someone is broadcasting live. So the way this works is if it's someone you follow on Twitter and they're either hosting a room or they're speaking in a room, you should see that at the top. It's not perfect. It's still in beta, but it's improving constantly. And so 
now that so many people are using spaces and then the big news with them adding uh, more room hosts this week, at any given time, you're probably able to go into your fleet section and see multiple rooms going on at once. Um, and it's just a matter of tapping on it and going into a room. I mean, anyone can do that. But the big news this week is instead of having a small group of people that can host, like myself, we've been beta testers for months now, they've allowed users that have 600 followers or more. So if you've got 600 or more followers on your Twitter, you should be able to start hosting your own rooms now, which is super exciting. We're going to see so many people really harness the power of using audio, live audio. Mm. That's awesome. Are there any restrictions on how many people can host? Because I know that you can share the speaking rights, uh, your speaking privileges. And is there a limit on how many people can be in a space at the same time? Those are awesome questions. It's not like Clubhouse where at this time you can have multiple co-hosts. What you're able to do is when you start a room, you're the host. They're saying co-host is coming really soon, though. Um, Mm. But for now, you can just have up to 10 other speakers. So you plus 10 other speakers, and it can be anyone you invite, or you can have a very open room and let anyone come speak, which I'm not a big fan of because that's kind of asking for trouble. There's a lot of... (laughs) Just interesting people out there that just want to go into rooms and wreck them. So it's really best to either invite, there's a little invite part on the screen there. We can invite people and it DMs them or people in the room can hit the request to speak button and you can accept it and let them speak. So you can have 10 plus yourself speaking at any given time. When it comes to listeners, it's unlimited. There's no limit to how many listeners, which Mm. I think is awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, so there, you yeah. mentioned that it's a mobile only experience and Eric over here has just mm-hmm. said, I'm curious if there's any word on when this might be available to desktop. It's coming. They're working on that, uh, which will be super exciting because not everyone wants the mobile experience. They, they would rather listen to rooms while they're on desktop and doing other things. Plus, what I'm really excited about is using spaces to record for mm-hmm. podcasting. Right. And so... Twitter has said publicly that they are going to work on a native record feature at some point. So I'm thinking that'll come out once they have a desktop version, because that would make the most sense. Now, I've been experimenting with recording my rooms, but I had to go buy some extra gear because I'm doing it through the phone. So I've got to have like a Zoom recorder and a whole bunch of cables and, and splitters and stuff. But I've been experimenting. It's been working pretty good. Oh, uh, we need to talk just because I, I've figured it out for Guy Kawasaki on his podcast, as well as here as being able to do that with the roadcasters, how we're doing it. So uh, yes. we've got some great questions. Uh, so like Kristen says, great tips already, Madeline, loving Twitter spaces. And uh, Mark says, good morning. Thank you, Madeline, for coming on today's show. Yeah, thanks, Mark, for tuning in as well. Um, so one of the que- you mentioned, like people coming in to like wreck your room. And so I guess the question I was going to ask is like, um, how how do you manage the conversation? What what are some tips that you found with all your experience with Twitter spaces like to keep the conversation going or how to make them engaging and inter- interesting so you, you know, you can keep that audience? Do you have any advice for people? 
Yeah, sure. You want to have really good topics for discussion, for sure. I mean, I've seen people just do rooms to do rooms, and there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people are experimenting. This is a new feature. People are trying to figure out what's the best way to do it. Uh, for myself personally, being a digital marketer for 25 years, teaching social media since 2005, you know, I'm always trying to think like when something is new like this, what can I do to bring more of my community together to meet new people and provide value? And so for me, it was a no brainer to use spaces as a Twitter smarter after chat. So I do the Twitter smarter chat Thursdays at one o'clock Eastern. And we all know about Twitter chats. You know, you feel like you're texting really, you know, right. you're just typing and typing. So what we do is we meet up later. We take a little break. We all go our separate ways, but we come back on Twitter later into spaces where I bring the guest in. And now we have an active conversation to really dive in deeper to the topic. And that's been really fun, really successful. People have come in and said, wow, I've gotten so much information and insights. They fi they're finding value in this. So that's been, that was my first experiment was, let's just continue the conversation from the chat over into spaces. And then um, I've been going into a lot of rooms and just kind of looking to see how people are using it. And one thing that was in the back of my mind, and actually I had thought of this back in the Clubhouse days, because I was on Clubhouse mm -hmm. uh, early on, like early December before it exploded. And I thought this would be cool to have a room where maybe I can bring people together and, and we share tips on how to make your Twitter profile look great, mm -hmm. like audit your profile. Um, and finally, a few weeks ago, I just decided to go for it. So I, I just randomly started a room one Saturday afternoon, didn't really promote it much. And I just called it Madeline audits, Twitter profiles. So it's exactly what it says. And a whole bunch of people came out on a Saturday and, <laughs> and, hung out with me and we picked a few Twitter profiles. People said, you know, I would love to get your two cents. And I didn't want it to be just about me. I, I'm a fan of passing the mic. Mm -hmm. We all know people like to talk. So I think it's best to not hog the mic. It's best to let others share as well. So what I started doing was, you know, we'd pick a profile, I would give them my two cents and then I'd pass the mic around and let other people you don't necessarily have to be an expert to share good, valuable insights. So immediately this, this room was such a success. I said, okay, how about we do this every week? I will commit to one hour every Saturday afternoon. Let's keep this going. So I've done two of them now mm -hmm. and a brand new feature that just came out yesterday is the tip jar. And they're only testing it out to a small group, but I got it. And mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see because I'm all about experimenting. Like, let's try things and see if it works. If, right. if it works, great. If not, okay, let's try another way or another angle at it. So um, the tip jar, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm okay with just meeting everybody each week and, and sharing my thoughts on how to make your profile better. I'm not looking at this as a moneymaker for me. It's really just sharing my knowledge and letting people see and learn more about me, get to know, like, and trust me. And then maybe I can help them with something down the road, uh, maybe a paid course or a webinar or something. So now that we have this tipping feature, it'll be very interesting when I host this next one and see if people feel compelled to send a few bucks. Uh, mm -hmm. What I got the tip jar yesterday. Uh, it was right before my Twitter smarter after chat. And during the chat, three different people, I didn't even, I mean, I just mentioned it was a new right. feature. Right. I didn't say, give me money, you know, right. Right. Uh, but three people <laughs> were inclined to use the tip jar feature and send me money. And 
And these were, this was not like a dollar, like, right. it was, it, you know, very nice. Uh, one person sent a $20 tip. It's like, whoa. So I think this is going to be really interesting as they add all these features. They're working on so many right now for spaces, but the fact that we can monetize this. So what I think everyone should really start thinking about now is if you're able to host a room, because this is so new, maybe a lot of listeners have not hosted yet. You want to start thinking about what kind of rooms can you host? What kind of value can you bring? How can you bring people together? And then is it something that might be monetizable? I wouldn't make that your number one goal. I mean, of course we all want to make money, but I think just bringing people together in this new way, this new medium is so, I mean, we all know voice is super powerful. Right. It's a great way to, right. to connect. And I'm connecting with people from all over the world when I do this. I mean, when, I, when I'm doing these rooms, I get people in Africa that are coming on, people in India, all over Europe. It is so diverse. It, it, and people in Australia too. I mean, I have people come in That's and awesome. it'll be like six in the morning for them and they'll come into a room. It's really a great way to connect people. So on that, the new Twitter tip jar, are you going to have like, are you going to have a call to action in your show? Like for right now, we're streaming live. Should, should people think of like, Hey, by the way, if you want to support the show, you need to do this. Or should you just leave it to be passive? Like it's there if they want to, I'd love to know your thoughts on that. You know, that's such a, a great question. Um, I think it just really depends on how you feel. You know, not everybody's comfortable asking for money. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what's the best approach? So it doesn't come off like this, you know, slimy car salesman type, you know, give me money. Um, I will definitely, now that I have the tip jar and people have used it a few times and I, it, I've, we see that it works well. Um, what I will probably do when I'm hosting my rooms is just let people, I'll probably mention at the beginning, maybe mm -hmm. halfway through and again at the end, like, Hey, you know, if you feel inclined, feel free to, to tip. That's what the tip jar is for. If you're getting a lot of value today. Um, but I, I'm certainly not going to make it a big part of, of what I'm trying to do. But one of the cool features in this tip jar is Patreon. Now, if you're using Patreon as a creator, this could be a great way to get people over. Because listen, let me explain how Twitter is doing this. When you go and add these, when you're at, is, let me tell you what, what your choices are once you do get tip jar is Bandcamp, which is for musicians, is a website where bands can sell their music, Cash App, Patreon, PayPal, and Venmo. What's interesting with PayPal is... is all it's doing is you put in your username mm -hmm. or your or your email, like PayPal, your PayPal email, username for your Venmo and Cash App, Patreon, your username. You're not, nobody's logging in because there was a big debate yesterday when this all came down and became live. People are like, well, wait a minute. We're going to be giving Twitter all this private information. No, your Twitter is just acting as a, a vehicle to send them right. over to these. So the other big thing that happened was, well, people were doing screenshots and showing that when you tip somebody with PayPal, it sends the receiver of the money, the the personal information, like the person's name and address that they have on file mm -hmm. at PayPal. And Twitter says, okay, we didn't know this. Thanks for bringing it to our attention, but that's a PayPal thing. And hopefully PayPal will listen up that people don't like that. I mean, who, who wants, you know, you, you may not want people to know where you live. Right? right. So there, there's still a lot of things to work out, but I'm, I'm excited that for us marketers, we could take this new 
spaces service, this new feature and find ways to monetize it. And, and with my rooms that I'm hosting, I'm doing different things. The Twitter after chat where I uh, have the guests, this, this new auditing Twitter profiles where we're providing a whole lot of value to help people. And my third room is, uh, is a really fun one to call it All Things Audio, where a friend of mine, a colleague of mine in Europe, just is so into audio. She's an audio expert. So uh, last month I said, hey, why don't we start a room together? We'll, we'll be co-hosts and let's just talk about All Things Audio. And we've done it for about a month now. And it's just been fun. And I don't know if it's monetizable. We're, we're just getting together and just talking about things and, and bringing people in to connect mm-hmm. and talk with us. And it's just been a fun conversation. But now that the tip jar is has been activated, and I don't know how long it's going to take for everyone to get it. They've said it's just small group right now. Um, it, but what's great about this, it now makes you start thinking about, okay, how could I monetize this? Yeah. So I got the Peg told me about it yesterday, Peg Fitzpatrick. And so I said it, I had it too. So I set it up. So it is really easy. You just enter your username. And, and so I was yeah. really excited. And Mark brings up a good point. He goes, uh, the tip jar could be a fantastic pr- platform for donating to a current cause organized by the host, etc." Yeah, Mark, that's a yeah. great, uh, great uh, idea too. Um, and uh, uh, Gary also said, this says this, he says, my friend, Jason, Freddie, and sing songs on Saturday, Sunday, pageant of the, <laughs> the mattress, and he points to PayPal so he could use as well that's a great point um uh, gary and then andy who hey andy love you uh, she says of course they came out on a saturday morning madeline we love your twitter liciousness so i love uh, andy lyons thank you andy for that over on youtube so uh and Kristen brought another great point says i uh, do prefer rooms that have a purpose and aren't just for open chatting better use of my time to tune in and the last question i wanted to pull up was by uh, photography by brian he goes is this now that there's a 600, um, you know, greater followers that you can apply for spaces. Is it rolling out to everybody? Is there just us? Do you know the answer to that, Madeline? Great question. So I just read something yesterday that says is for English account, English speaking accounts. Mm. So apparently if your account is set to English, then you're supposed to be able to get it. And you'll know when you have it because there'll be a screen that pops up to let you know. And I have some screenshots I can kind of show off if you want. Sure. But here's here's the, the tip I want to give, though, that will be super helpful. What you want to do today is when we're done with this conversation or right now, it's up to you, go to the App Store. I'm on iOS, so I go to the Apple App Store. Um, and for Android, go go to where you can download. Go to the Twitter app in the App Store and make sure you have the most current version. Twitter has been updating the app very frequently due to all of these updates. They've been constantly making changes to spaces for for months now. So you want that most current version. Now, my iPhone is set to auto-download all new apps, but for some reason, it doesn't seem to be doing it for my Twitter. So I make sure once a day, I just go manually check in the App Store just to make sure I'm using the current one. Right. Good, good tip there, because I had to do the same thing. So it is updating all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So Madeline, can you schedule a space? Because I I had a little sad experience at Spaces earlier this week because I found out I got it and I got on there and then I was just like crickets, right? So there wasn't really, I didn't know if there was a way that you can let people know that, hey, I'm going to be here. Like you have these set times that you're, you're there. Do you, is it something that you can schedule or is it something you're just promoting and then you show up? How does that, how does that work on Spaces? I'm having to promote it 
currently, as of right now, there is not a scheduling feature. They are coming out with it. If you go to the Twitter Spaces profile, it's just at Twitter Spaces, they did put a tweet out on Monday showing all the things they're working on. That was the day they released the 600 or more followers. And it lists all these different things. They're going to be offering a ticketing system at some point where you can charge a ticket for admission to your room. That's going to be interesting. Co-hosting, scheduling, and improved captions, because they have been experimenting with captions. They're not great, but they're working to make it better. But that scheduling feature is going to be so important, Grace, because you're so right. I mean, if I just go start a room right now, it'll it'll be crickets until people come across it, which can be hit or miss. And one thing I've noticed, and I think, again, it's because it's still in beta, is that... We know you can find it in the fleet section, right? But there'll be times where I know a friend of mine is doing one right now because they've scheduled it and I look in the fleets and it's not there. So what you want to do as a backup, if you know that that, that there's one going on, go to their Twitter profile and hope that they tweeted out the link. Also, currently, you can't tweet out a link until you go live. Like once the Mm -hmm. scheduling feature is in place, it'll be like Clubhouse where you'll get a URL and you can promote it and and you don't have to worry about it anymore, right? You can get the word out. And when you start the room, you don't have to worry about fumbling to get that link out so quickly. But what I find is that every time I host a room, the first thing I do when I go live is once it connects, I go tap on the icon that lets me share the link out to my Twitter feed because, again, not everyone's going to see it in I want to make sure that if they go to my profile, they'll see it there. Also, over the weekend, another, they're testing it. So I don't know how many people have it yet, but I have it. When you're scrolling through your home feed, so when you're on the home screen, you're scrolling through and looking at everybody's tweets that you follow. They're now testing a new feature where if someone, as you're scrolling and you, you see someone's tweet, if they're in a room right now, whether they're hosting or speaking, it'll also have that purple glow around them. And so I noticed it, I think it was last Sunday, and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And sure enough, Twitter announced that they're testing this as another way to discover rooms. So you can just be going through your Twitter feed and see who's in a room. Awesome. Absolutely. That's cool. Well, I was going to ask you too, if there's some interesting ways that you can promote it. And Emily down here in the comments actually had a really cool question. She asks, what about using third-party apps like Zealous to create and post schedule events to promote? Does that work with spaces right now? Yes. Hi, Emily. Uh, Absolutely. A really good friend of mine, Hoseline, who I met through Spaces, didn't know him prior to Spaces uh, getting on there. And he's been hosting amazing rooms. He's kind of become the Twitter Spaces ambassador. He goes from room to room. He'll promote them. He just spreads the word out about everything with Spaces. And um, he uses Zealous. I had not heard of it until I saw it through him. And so he's using it to schedule and help people, you know, have that reminder, which is cool. So yes, a third party tool. Here's the thing. There's only so many features at the moment. It's not anywhere near where Clubhouse is getting there, but, but, you know, a scheduling feature is so important. So what you want to do is find other ways to get around that roadblock. So using a third party tool for scheduling is great for me personally. I I'm just a, Big time, you know, let's promote the heck out of it. That's what I do. So I just do lots of tweets. I schedule them out. I make sure there there's plenty of information so that people can learn what rooms I'm hosting and know when I'm hosting it. And I just keep putting those out there. I, I hired a graphic designer to make some cool JPEGs for me to help promote my three different rooms. 
Awesome. That's awesome. So at the beginning of 2021, maybe the end of last year, you talked about uh, you had two, two posts on your blog about Clubhouse. And I know you mentioned yeah. that you were active on it. Now that Twitter spaces is open and it's expanded. Have you seen a migration from Clubhouse over to Twitter spaces? Are you still spending time in both or are you choosing spaces over Clubhouse? How is that? Yeah, you know, where's, where's the audience right now? That's such a great question. I, I think a lot of them are still on Clubhouse. I'm seeing more and more Clubhouse people coming over to spaces and people that host rooms in Clubhouse are starting to host room in spaces. I think a lot of people are dipping their toe in the water to see mm -hmm. what all can I do here? Um, is it worth me leaving Clubhouse? You know, we have to remind ourselves, Clubhouse was a brand new app when it came out. So that means when we signed up, we started at zero. We had no followers, <laughs> nobody knew who we were. Right. We had to build it up. The beauty of Twitter spaces is you're using your Twitter, your existing Twitter with all your followers, your community that you've already worked so hard to build up. So that's a big plus to a lot of people. So I'm starting to see more of a migration, but it looks like people are still holding on to Clubhouse and not letting it go completely. I think we're just going to see that less and less. I'm sure you've heard that there's so many less downloads of Clubhouse, right. like seems yeah. like every month is going way, way down. It's kind of reminded me when Meerkat was the big live stream yeah. app right? and they were the big darling, I think it was 2015. And then here comes Facebook Live and here comes Periscope and it just killed them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I heard you talking about that yet last night. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, well, that leads in right to some more news, uh, Grace. So talk about this because uh, I'm hoping Twitter may see this and follow it, or it may be a, a last ditch thing that Clubhouse has tried. Uh, yeah, report on this for us, uh, this Clubhouse news, Grace. I don't know. This is really exciting. So Clubhouse announced this week that they are actually funding the creation of 50 new audio shows by creators on the platform. So these people had to submit and compete. And th these were the 50 that were chosen. Um, so it ranges from everything from interview shows to a pair of shows discussing the culture of hairstyles <laughs> and a game show called Serial Killer Speed Dating. So it runs the gamut and participants each get $5,000 per month stipend for the next three months and all the gear and creator support that they would absolutely need to help them create their series. And the goal is to develop and pilot um, new shows over these three months. And then from there, just to see what might happen. So The Verge actually, this is pretty funny, they reported with, with competition, competitors circling, like spaces, of course, uh, Clubhouse success is likely to rely on the strength of their creators found on the platform. So initiatives like this accelerator program is appears to be designed to help with that. So my question to you is, is Twitter doing anything to encourage or support people um, and encouraging people to create space in spaces? Like, do you think Twitter might do something similar to kind of get the word out and to uh, increase adoption? I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter comes up with some kind of creator program like Clubhouse. I can tell you this, Twitter from the start with spaces have been very hands-on and transparent. They listen to us. I mean, this mm -hmm. has never happened before with a social media platform. <laughs> they encourage our feedback. When I first got access uh, in early February, I was contacted by several developers uh, at Twitter, an engineer. Um, they have a new community manager. They all reached out to me and they're like, 
you know, tell, tell us what you like and don't like, give us a, a wish list of things. We want feedback and they don't want it just from influencers like myself. They want it from everyone. When they first started testing spaces before I had access, they, I, what the, my very first room I stumbled upon because it wasn't public knowledge that they were, that they, they were mm -hmm. testing and, you know, they talked about this would be coming, but we couldn't find these anywhere. Apparently it's all about following people. So I was, I follow some Twitter people. They don't follow me back, but I follow them. <laughs> and one day I'm looking on fleets on my phone and I see this purple glow. And this was back in January. I'm like, what is this? And I tapped on it because spaces is completely public at this time. There are no private rooms. I think that will change at least with the ticketing that'll be private. Um, so I go into this room and it's all of these Twitter, I felt like I was in a Twitter meeting, all these developers and product design people talking and testing. And I felt like a fly on the wall and I got to participate in some of the testing they were doing. And I was thinking, this, this is really interesting that they're encouraging feedback from users and they, they, are always asking for help. They even put together a hashtag, two hashtags uh, that if you have, um, if you come across any bugs or you have feedback, one is called spaces research, hashtag spaces research. That's for feedback. So if you have mm -hmm. any feedback you want to give them. And there's also one called spaces bugs. Uh, and if you do that, that's for issues that you're having. But also when you're in spaces, there is at the bottom, you can tap and it says feedback and it just takes you to the Twitter spaces DM. They're, they're always encouraging this and they will come into rooms. Like when I was first hosting rooms, some of the top people behind Twitter spaces would be in my room. And I'm like, whoa, like they're so actively participating. <laughs> right. So they want to help creators. But at this point, there's not like some kind of monetization behind it. It could come like Clubhouse, but at least they're actively holding people's hands and helping. And, and being very transparent with everything they're doing. I think that's huge. That is cool. So also there, there tends to be, from what I've seen, a lot of marketing and tech leaders kind of holding court on spaces. Do you think this is, you know, an opportunity, you mentioned you've seen some people doing that and even helping promote it and just kind of be a, a cheerleader for it. So do you think there's an opportunity or like a first mover uh, to be maybe like a, a space influencer, not space force, space influencer who uh, is, is actively using spaces that this could be like, you know, this is kind of the wild west right now, but you could really solidify your, you know, your spot there hosting a show on Twitter spaces. Absolutely. Whenever these platforms or new features come out, it, it is like the Wild West. So if you embrace it and work it, then you can be seen as an industry leader. You can be seen, you can elevate your presence, basically. So mm -hmm. people know me for Twitter marketing, but, you know, people know me in the, you know, the digital marketers, you know, the social media marketers, they already knew who I was, right? But now that I'm hosting these rooms regularly is really opened me up to meeting so many more people that are learning about me that didn't know who I was before. So my community is, is wide open now. And I, you know, just by getting on there and doing this early on to establish myself. So with whatever you do in business, you go and embrace uh, uh, this feature, while it's new, you can really position yourself. It's not necessarily about how many Twitter followers you have or where you're at with your career. If you've got knowledge to share, 
this is a great way to bring people together and share and then pass the mic and have other people share the fastest, easiest way for people to get to know, like, and trust you. So yeah, I I think this is the time to start plotting your plan for using spaces and, and using it to get more widely known. Awesome. Uh, our friend Ian Anderson Gray had a great uh, question, and he asked this. He goes, do you think that the high volume and frequency side of Twitter is going to make Twitter spaces slow, whereas Clubhouse is like a dedicated kind of audio room? Um, I, have you seen that so far when in kind of in the beta testing? Not at all. Twitter spaces is running on Periscope. So Twitter was very transparent about this at the beginning. You know, here's what's interesting. When I got on Clubhouse, and this was before Spaces, I get on Clubhouse, I'm like, this is cool, this is fun, it's giving me a lot of ideas. But never once did I think, oh, I might want to record my podcast in here because the quality of the audio was not great. Right. And it's still not great. The first time I got into Spaces, that very first one when I was a fly on the wall with the the, uh, Twitter employees, that very first thing I noticed was, the audio is amazing in here. I cannot believe how crystal clear this is. And then very quickly, Twitter, you know, was saying multiple times, I would hear them say, oh yeah, this is basically Periscope without the video part. It's just the audio. So, you know, we know that they're, they've closed down Periscope. Um, I know they've upset a lot of Periscopers. I'm thinking that move was probably so that they could just go all in on audio and utilize what they already have. They've got all that infrastructure in place. So I don't think it's going to slow it down. But one of the issues they've been talking about in the past few weeks is, you know, now that they've opened this up to people to host with 600 or more followers, that means everybody can start hosting rooms. When you go look in fleets, you know, people have already been asking, well, what about fleets? Like it's going to just take over that whole section. So Twitter is aware of this and they're actively working on other ways for us to discover because as we all know on Clubhouse, how easy it is to discover rooms, you know, you got that hallway. Right. So Twitter is trying to work on a way to make it so much easier to discover rooms, which I think will make it even uh, an even better experience than it already is. But no, to answer the question, I mean, uh, it's, I'm not seeing it slow down at all. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. So I have a question about, uh, uh, about uh, finding new rooms. You're talking about the discoverability. So at the moment, it seems like you can only see rooms from people that you're following. So I saw yours because I follow you, of course. But if I wanted to discover some, like someone else talking about something I'm interested in, like a TV show or whatever, is there a place on Twitter where you can discover rooms even though you're not following any of the speakers or the people in it? You know, that's such a great question. Um, well, first of all, it is not just someone hosting, it's someone speaking. So, I mean, mm. I'm meeting so many people I didn't know with room uh, topics that, that are, are beyond just what I do with my work, just because it's all about with who you're following. So for instance, if, you're speaking in a room right now that has, and it can have nothing to do with social media and digital marketing, but you're just in somebody's room and you're one of the speakers. I'm going to see that because I follow you. So I, I think that's why it's great that they've made this, that it's not just about the host. It's also the speakers. So I feel like that right there alone allows you to meet a whole lot of people you don't already know. And all kinds of topics that are not necessarily related to the work you do or, the, or your current interests. So um, there, somebody has hacked a link. I, I don't 
know it off the top of my head, but you using the the advanced search and putting in a, a specific line of, of text that will open up and show you just all live rooms at the moment. But it's not, it's just, it's a little too much and it's not really done well. So it's just a hack that somebody figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. Twitter is actively working on making this an even better experience. So I have no doubt that they're coming up with better ways for us discovering rooms. Gotcha. It's Spe- coming. Speaking of a great way to build community, you know, you should have your own live show, like what we're doing right here with Ecamm, all this cool stuff, switching screens, everything. Uh, it's it's amazing. I just love Ecamm to death. And by the way, uh, you can go find out more at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. You can also use it as a virtual camera. In fact, I use this camera uh, when I'm doing a Zoom call or something like that. And then I can bring up my own call to actions and they can't do anything about it. A little secret hack there. But anyway, uh, make sure you guys check them out at socialmedianewslive.com. It's uh, slash Ecamm, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Go check them out as well. And it fits right in with Ecamm. Grace, you actually work there. So talk about that real quick. (laughs) Yeah. So the reason why we're going to Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn and Amazon Amazon Live right now is because of the power of Restream. So it allows you to go to up to or no over. 30 different platforms and download the audio. And so you can distribute your videos as podcasts as well. So you can find out more about that at social media, new social media, newslive.com forward slash restream. Yeah. We get so excited. We can't even say the URL, right? But I know we can't even say our name. I'm so excited Madeline's here because I've just been, she is, if you can't tell, she's uh, amazing on Twitter. And by the way, I want to say this for the podcast. Make sure that if you're trying to figure out how to find Madeline, make sure you go to at Madeline Scalar. That's where she is everywhere. And that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R for all you guys listening on the podcast. Make sure you go check her out. If you want to know how to do a Twitter chat right or are interested in just being part of her community, make sure you go check out those at the hashtag Twitter smarter. She's amazing. Um, but we have some more news. We got to get this in real quick before Madeline has to leave. But I wanted to talk about this is Twitter acquires this subscription service scroll. So earlier this year, Twitter acquired a newsletter creation platform review. And I guess it has been, uh, they've been using this as an integration and it allows you to create newsletters and subscribe and get people to subscribe to your, the subscription surface. And it's slowly coming into focus. Now they have acquired scroll and this is a startup that, uh, partners with publishers that can allow readers to view their content ad free. So the company really hasn't detailed exactly how such service is going to work, but Engadget reports that this review platform uh, is also really has a really bunch of features that are really, really cool in it. So Madeline, I, I want to know what your thought of this acquisition is. And this whole newsletter subscription thing to me is a little odd because I'm wondering where Twitter is heading, you know, do people really read like articles or newsletters on Twitter? Because I know a lot of people are there on mobile. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Well, Twitter is trying to really expand what all you can do when you're on there. So they're looking at this long form content as a a next step in the direction that, you know, to just uh, the core of using this platform to bring more people together. So I, I'm I'm for it. You know, when when it when Twitter went from 140 to 280 characters, I was pretty upset at first, right? Cuz <laughs> you know, 
Twitter is Twitter because 140 characters. But over time, it was like, okay, this isn't so bad. I was really worried that people would go crazy and make every tweet super long, and it would, and you know, on a Twitter chat, it'd be hard to keep up. But really, seriously, for like one whole day, when it went to 280 characters, everybody went crazy, and then everybody went back to normal tweeting. Right. So um, yeah, so Twitter is still Twitter with the short, you know, like keeping it short and sweet, which is what attracted me to Twitter from the start. But, you know, Twitter's been around a long time and they're looking at other ways to have people come together and connect. And so I find it really interesting with review and, and having this newsletter feature and now with scroll with ad free content. I think all of this is to come up with ways to have a subscription service. You know, they've talked about wanting to have a subscription service. They've talked about super follows. And a lot of people have been upset saying, I'm not paying to see a tweet. And I don't think that's what Twitter's trying to do. I think what Twitter's trying to do is something very similar to Patreon, where you pay some money and you get bonus content. You get extra content. You get stuff above and beyond what's normally put out. I think that's from everything I've read, I think that's the direction they're trying to go with this. So, you know, I thought, getting the newsletter review was enough, but interesting how now they've added scroll. So it looks like they're just trying to make the best experience possible and really turning Twitter into an all-in-one platform so that there's no reason to leave. Mm, very, very cool. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, I'm all for it. And like Eric said, um, he's, he mentioned here, um, like when you're talking about when they switch the character count, he goes 240 double stuff Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Um, so, but uh, th I, I think it's, you know, more features. It'll be interesting to see if people pay for it. But um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm so glad we got your take on that. And by the way, uh, Madeline, I want to make sure that, because I know you have to leave here in a few minutes, but I want to make sure you got time to talk about this new kind of uh giveaway that you, I don't a giveaway, but it's a, it's a resource, I guess you're giving people. So talk about what you've got going for Twitter spaces. Cause I want to make sure you have time for that. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, with spaces being so new and a lot of, you know, I'm all about just helping people learn how to use Twitter better. That's been my mission for so long. So with spaces being new, I know a lot of people are confused. They don't know how to access it. They don't know how to get into a room. They don't know what it's all about. So I put together this free guide. It's just a real simple PDF, real quick to go through that shows that to you. So madelinesclar.com slash spaces PDF. Um, I, I'm, I'm putting together, I've, I've already put out several articles. I've already done a few case studies that's on my website. And I'm even working on a paid course to help people that really want to grasp how to use this, how to make it work for them, how to monetize it. So yeah, I just want to be that resource to help people uh, understand how this works. Awesome. So uh, for you guys who are listening at home, it's at madelinescalar.com forward slash spaces PDF. That's madelinescalar.com forward slash spaces PDF. That's uh, all smashed together there at the end. So uh, make sure you guys go check that out because I'm sure it's an amazing resource. I'm going to go download it as soon as we're done here because she's always got great stuff. So thanks, Madeline, for putting that together for us. I think that's amazing. Um, there was one more question, Grace, that you had for um, this this rollout of this newsletter. Do you want to ask that or do you want to move on? Oh, no, absolutely. So I get the sense that Twitter is moving away from from 
generated from ad revenue right? or revenue based on on just ads. Meanwhile, we have uh, Apple and Facebook over here fighting over ad dollars. So in your opinion, do you think that Twitter ads are still a worthwhile investment for brands and for businesses? Or should we be working on that Twitter review newsletter content and building that subscription worthy articles that people are going to want to pay for? That's such a great question. I think ads work best for the big brands with big dollars. Um, for us, smaller brands, personal brands, small businesses, I've yet to see ads work really well. The mm -hmm. one thing you can get with Twitter ads is the impressions, of course, and it doesn't matter where you advertise. I mean, we know it'll get seen, but will there be a return on the investment? Not necessarily. So I think looking at these new features that are going to be coming out with a subscription model, I think that would be a good way to go is, is my thought. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Madeline, I know we're at your time right now, so I want to let you go ahead and go. We've got one more piece of news that we're going to cover while, but everyone say thanks to Madeline in the comments and I'll make sure to bring up all her stuff uh, that you can find out in uh, all her giveaways and all that here in a second. So thanks, Madeline. We appreciate you. Thank you both so much for having me. I just love the show. Uh, you both are doing a tremendous job. So uh, Grace and Jeff, thank you. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank Bye, you, Madeline. Madeline. Awesome. So we have one more piece of news that we want to cover because I think it's kind of cool. Um, but it's actually, this came out from The Verge and Twitter has rolled out full-size image previews on mobile. So uh, this is the headline from The Verge. It says Twitter is running the open for surprise meme. Uh, they're ruining, I'm sorry, the, Twitter is ruining the open for surprise meme with a better image crop. So Twitter is finally rolling out this long awaited feature to everyone on Android and iOS over the next few weeks. There's gonna be bigger images that don't crop or compress in a weird way on mobile. So you can show off more of your pick when you tweet a single image. So users can now keep scrolling through their feed without having to stop and tap and see an image in all its full glory. So this is really great at first. And then everybody on Twitter hated it. And everybody on Twitter let everybody on Twitter know that they hated it. So you can't do that open for surprise meme anymore. Um, but I like it because I like to see those images. And so especially for artists, graphic designers, when you're scrolling through, not having to do that tap to see their full artwork is pretty cool in my opinion. So that's the news. So um, Grace, what do you think about this? Are you, or do you miss the open for the surprise meme or not? I wanted to know what you no, thought. No, but, but I thought that was really funny that that was the controversy. I think it was even covered in an article that you sent me from Forbes. It was like, right. people are hating it. And I opened it up and it was like, the, they're, they're, their practical jokes are just not funny anymore. I like it because uh, I used to find it, I find it really distracting to, you see a tweet, you see an image, and then you have to click on it, and then it takes a while to load. And, you know, as Ian mentioned there, you know, there's been, uh, there have been bugs with the images on Twitter. So it was always just kind of cumbersome and distracting to have to click to see the full right. size image. And so this to me makes it a lot easier when you're scrolling on mobile. I like so it. So our resident, um, Graphic design taskmaster, I guess I would call him. Dustin Stout says, yo, there is a crop. So he's, he's I'm sure he he's the one who comes out every year with this incredible uh, image size guide that you can always check out. And I'm sure, so Dustin says there is a slight crop. So I need to go check that out. Um, all I know is Twitter was upset. 
and there was news articles about it. So it was pretty amazing. So I will make sure to check that out. Thanks, Dustin, for letting us know. Um, and Ian, you know, probably because we're so old, Ian, he says, I never saw the open for surprise meme anyway. Uh, so I, I don't remember seeing tons of those either, Ian, until this article came out. But, you know, I'm on old man Twitter. So that's what my kids call it. So, um, by the way, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget Madeline's, uh, her download at madelinescar.com forward slash spaces PDF. That helps you get set up if you haven't done uh, spaces before. So we want to make sure to give her a big shout out for all her great uh tools and advice today um also just want to let you guys know thank you so much for being here we've got so many great people dustin's in the house we've got yeah he says yay i made it um uh deb mitchell says hey guys so all of our friends are in the audience which you guys make it so worthwhile every week and you know what if you guys don't know about it if you'd like to go um and actually get reminders about this show if you forget. You can always text us at 903-287-9088. It actually comes to us. There's no algorithm. And if you'd like to be reminded about this show, we tweet that out. We don't do spammy stuff at all, but if you want to have uh, you know, some reminders, go to 903-287-9088. Uh, Grace, tell us yes. where we can find more about you. You can find me over at the Restream community on Facebook. We launched that uh, a couple weeks ago last week. No, a couple weeks ago. You can find that over at Facebook, Restream.community. And then you can also find me on over on the Restream YouTube channel. So we host a whole slew of shows. So if you are interested in launching your live show, if you're interested in improving your live show, if you're interested in even what it takes to produce something like this, join us over at the Restream YouTube channel and find out all about that. Yeah. And so also want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Ecamm, who's amazing. It lets us do these cool switcheroos where I can go to Grace like this. I can have overlays, all this cool stuff. They have a virtual camera where you can use in Zoom, all sorts of things. Uh, very, very cool. You can set up, if you can dream your live show, Ecamm can make it happen. You can find them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're also a podcast. You guys can find us over on all the uh, socials. You can go to, I mean, all the the, not the socials, all the podcast apps. We're, we're at every single one of them. <laughs> Apple, you know, Google Play, Google Play, Stitcher, all those. You can find them there. So go check us out. Leave us a rating and review. And our next show is next Friday at May 14th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central. And we are super excited to have the amazing Brooke Sellis. Uh, she is uh, the co-host along with Mark Schaefer on that amazing podcast they have. She's coming to by to talk about post-pandemic social media landscape. Because I don't know, but we're starting to see like people coming outside and letting people out in public. They you have to wear pants again. So we're going to be talking all about that. What does that mean for social media um, with Brooke Sellis? It's going to be amazing. So she'll make sure to check us out and we're going to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon live. Thanks to Madeline. Thank you audience. We appreciate you and we will see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. Have a good week. All right. The podcast is over, but we're still live. Yay! Thank you guys. For showing up. Man, got a lot of questions. There's Rhonda saying hello. Uh, yeah, so oh, great. Martin says, I'm going to try spaces as a result of this webinar. Martin, Perfect. you're gonna you're gonna be awesome at it. So I'm sure that's gonna be a cool one. Let let me know. Just kind of at mention me or call me in some way and I want to check out your space if I if I'm around. So um Rhonda, I'm so glad you're here. Even if you're late, it's fine, perfectly fine. You can watch the replay. 
Um, yep. And Dustin, I really tried very hard this entire episode to never say the word space ranger, but I've said it now. I, space I know ranger. space ranger. I want to be a space, space force. I, space force space. I wonder if space force will be in Twitter spaces. That'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> So where's the best place to watch this? Wherever you can. Um, you know what? I'm really trying to build up my YouTube channel. If you guys could go to Social Media News Live YouTube and watch it there and subscribe to that, that would help me out. We're, I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers so we can get that cool URL. And then um, it's just, you know, it's a grind over there on YouTube. It really is. But I would love yeah. it if you guys would go check out our channel and subscribe to that. Thanks for asking, Dustin. You're awesome. Um, thank you, Darcy. Great content like useful like usual that is very cool i appreciate it so space ranger anyway folks i'm hoping you had a good show today i love madeline to death make sure you guys go check her out uh and we will see you guys next week same place same channel appreciate all of you guys talk to you later bye now bye everyone social media news live